This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Trey Johnson. I'm here with my lovely bride, Heather. And uh, we're so grateful that you tuned in today. We believe that God's Word is just going to come alive to you, that it's going to bring answers, solutions. It's going to point you towards our Heavenly Father and help you develop in every area of life. So I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Call somebody. Tell them to turn on the TV. Um, get ready. Get ready to hear the voice of God. You know, Heather, you've been uh, sharing with me some of the things that God's been talking to you about from John 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And maybe you've heard that scripture a lot throughout your life. Maybe you've never heard it before. But it's, it's a decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And you come into the family of God. But then it's a continual process to transfer, release our old way of doing things and embrace God's way of doing things. He doesn't want us to bring Him down to our way of living or our way of thinking. No, He gave us His Spirit. He gave us His Word to help us come up. And so share with us, what does that look like of living in the way, being coming to Jesus as the way? How do we, how do, we do this? How do we experience what He has for us? Yeah, um, well, the word that I got was optical illusion because a lot of us think that we're going in the right way. A lot of us feel like we're going in the right way, but it's really an optical illusion because if they stopped and take inventory of their life, and the way they believe and the way they act, like where's the scripture for what you're believing? Yeah. Where's the scripture for how you're acting? Your behavior, does it line up with the word of God? Yeah. Or does it line up with the ways of the world? And that's a process, well, daily process absolutely. for sure. It's yeah. a process and it's harder in the beginning, but then you can also get that religious spirit about you. And if you're in a church that is a religious type of church where there's no power. It's yeah. all head knowledge, no, no Holy Spirit, no, no Realness realization of, yeah. of the word and of the father and of relationship. Well, then there's no power. Right. And Proverbs 14, 12 tells us that there is a way, there is a way that seems right, hmm. but its end is death. And an optical illusion is something that seems right, but it deceives the eye. Okay. Like it's not really what it is. It appears to be something other than it really is. And so it's deceiving. And if you look around the world, they're deceived. Yeah. Well, and James tells us, who's the half-brother of Jesus, that when we hear the word and don't do it, yeah. we deceive our own self. Right. And so things that seem right, and as we continue to go after God and we learn more about His Word and we develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, with Him, it starts to, to be clear, okay, what's right, what's wrong? Okay, I used to think this was right. It seemed right, yeah. but it was leading me away from God. That's what death means, separation right. from God or destruction. Right. But now I'm learning, okay, if I hear God's Word and do God's Word, this is His way, this is His heart, this is His will for my life, then I get closer to God. So I've got to ask myself, am I getting closer to knowing Him and being the best me I can be, or am I getting farther away? When you say uh, what His Word says, it seems right. What are some examples of things where it seemed right, but really if you'd have kept going down that road, it wouldn't have been good? Right. Well, for me and my past, um, 
it seemed right to party all the time because that's what I had watched my parents do. That's what I grew up in. So partying and drinking and that's just, it seemed right. But that led to addiction. It led to destruction. It was going to lead to death. It seems right to have sex outside of marriage because everyone's doing it, right? You're test driving the car before you like buy (laughs) it, right? Or you're milking the cow. What is the one about the cow and the milk? Anyways, okay. (laughs) It seems right because that's what everybody's doing, but then that creates soul ties and it takes you away from your actual partner without, it makes you not be whole when you enter in the relationship with your mate, the one God has for you. It seems right to cuss like a sailor because everybody's doing it right but then that makes your words void of power and then when you're actually praying or trying to speak to stuff and then then it doesn't work well how are you speaking all the other times because Mm -hmm. your words fall void if you're not always speaking the word yeah it seems right to live with my boyfriend because that's what everybody does right it seems right it seems right it seems right all the way to hell all the way to destruction all the way to bondage And so it's very important for us to make sure that we are basing our life on John 14, 6. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Are you walking after Jesus? Are you walking in the ways of Jesus? Do you even know what the ways of Jesus are? Do people even renew their minds to the word of God? Yeah. Romans 12, 2 tells us not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed. And I look around and people are being conformed to the world. If you look around, people don't even know what bathroom to use because there's <laughs> yeah. a spirit of confusion. And yeah. 1 Corinthians 14, tells us that God is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. Yeah. Satan is the author of confusion. So if you're confused, if there's confusion, look at the whole world. They don't know whether they're coming or going, whether their boat's going to sink or whether it's going to sail. They don't know because what they're giving their attention to isn't bringing faith because it isn't the Word of God. Well, that goes back to optical illusion, Uh, that it's confusing. uh, It it seems right. It seems one way, but it's really not. And so the way, the Word of God, is the only way that we can truly know, okay, what is God's will? What does God say about this? And then it brings us to peace. Isaiah 26, 3 says, those who keep their minds stayed upon him live in perfect peace. So things clear up yeah, that's and we good. begin to see correctly. Second right. Corinthians 3, verse 16 through 18 says, when we continue to look into God's word, it's like a mirror. Right. And we begin to see who we are. We begin to see who he is. We begin to see the way to live in our marriage, the way to our finances, the way to our physical body, the way to deliverance, the way to freedom, the the way I am, the way. That's not just a a one-time deal. It's the beginning. It's starter. But he's continuing to be the way right now. Right. And it clears up the confusion. Peace comes. Light comes. And we start to walk in wholeness. Right. Well, Psalms 1 tells us that blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Mm. It's important who you do laugh with. Right. It's important who you surround your, around yourself with, who you surround yourself with. Like, who are your friends? Are they speaking faith right. or are they speaking doubt? Do they believe the word or do they not believe the word? And yes, we're called to be lights no matter where we go. But it's very important that who you walk with, who you stand with, who you sit with, who you do life with, because yeah. their doubt, their fear, their unbelief is going to get on you. 
Well, their ways will become your ways. If you're not watching who you're walking exactly. with, who you're doing life good or, with. Good or negative. Absolutely. Blessed, empowered to prosper, empowered to move forward is the person who doesn't stand in the way yeah. of the sinner. The, the, the word way there, there's a lot of different definitions, and I know Heather will share some in a moment, but I want you to think about maybe a crack in a coffee cup or something. That, that crack represents a way. And if there's enough pressure, enough heat, and over time, it will give way and the cup will break and what's in the cup will come out. It's the same way like a, a warped board or something. You wouldn't stick that warped board the way that it is in a, a load-bearing position on a house because that load would would break the board. It would It would cause it the way that that board is can't handle the pressure. So if I don't change the way that I think and the way that I believe and the way that I see life and I don't stay on the way, those warped ways in me can't handle the pressure of life. And that's where the confusion comes in. And that's where the optical illusion takes place. And um, and you hear people say all the time, well, that's just the way that I am. Take it or leave it. That's just, you just got to love me the way that I am. Jesus loves me the way that I am. He loves you the way that you are, but He loves us too much to leave us the way that we was. <laughs> yeah. So the way. It seems right, right, but in the end, it leads to death, separation from God. Right. Well, John 14, 6, the word way there in the Greek, uh -huh. it means a road traveled, a way of thinking. Okay. And in Proverbs 14, 16, the way there means a manner and a habit and a course of life. That's good. A manner, of, a habit, a course of life. You think of, of how do we develop right habits? Because what seemed right developed certain habits in me. It seemed right to have sex out of marriage, so you yeah. had a habit of sex out of marriage. It seemed right. right to do drugs or drink or drug, whatever, and it led to the habit of that. Right. Well, when Jesus becomes the way... It's going to change the way we think, the way we believe, what we expect, what we say, how we act, which is going to change our habit. Man, that is, that's good stuff. Habit, manner of life. Yes. And speaking of habits, I want to go um, over to Acts 26.5, and okay. I want to talk about the road to Damascus, because it's a road that Paul was on that he thought he was headed in the right direction. It seemed he, right. It's Exactly. It seemed right. This is the way I've been living. This is the way the Pharisees tell me. And in Acts 26, 5, Saul used to be Paul. Paul, Saul, same person. This is Saul talking, and he called himself a Pharisee. And I just wonder, do people really know what a Pharisee is? And most of the time not. Right. Well, I'm going to read to you what a Pharisee <laughs> is. So who and what exactly is a Pharisee? A Pharisees was a religious group that believed in strict interpretation of the Mosaic Law. And the Mosaic Law is just Old Covenant. It was before Jesus. The Pharisees separated themselves from others, including other Jews whom they considered so unclean. And Saul was a Pharisee. He hated Christians. He had them thrown in jail and murdered. I want to make that very clear. So Saul was a murderer. He hunted down Christians. He had them thrown in jail. And it seemed right. It seemed right because that's what the Pharisees did, yeah. right? A religious group of people. And do you want to tell them what religion means? Well, when you, when you look at the word religion, it means return to bondage. Yeah. 
And when you think about religion, when God sent Jesus, He didn't send Jesus to reconnect us to religion. Right. He sent us to reconnect us to a relationship with Himself. Right. Where we walk in our dominion and authority and and relationship. So when people say, okay, are you a religious person? No, no, I'm not. We've been set free from religion. <laughs> yeah. Matthew 15, 6 says the tradition of men make the word of God of no effect. The word of God is the power of God. And if I want it to come alive in my life, I've got to, and all of us have to deal with the religious mindset to some degree or the other. Right. But that's why staying on the way gets us free. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed yeah. because we're staying in the way. And what seemed right, we begin to discover, okay, that way is not right, but Jesus' way is right. The word is right. And that's what happened to Paul. Right. So he's on the road to Damascus. And I want to read, normally I don't read long portions of scripture just because I feel like people tune out. But I am going to read this scripture, this portion of scripture, Acts 9, 1 through 19. And it says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest and he requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way. Hmm. The early church was called the The way. way that he found there. He wanted to bring them back, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in what? In change. So a religious man wanted to go find the ones that were following truth, freedom, deliverance, and he wanted to put them in chains and bring them back. Religion is bondage. Bondage. Yeah. Mm. And as he was approaching Damascus on a mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice and saw no one. Saul picked himself off the ground and then he opened his eyes and he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand back to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days. Three days. There's something about the third day. (laughs) Now there was a believer in Damascus. His name was Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. When the Lord calls you, how are you supposed to answer? Just like Ananias. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street. Go over to Straight Street. (laughs) (laughs) To the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man... From Taurus named Saul. He was praying to me right now. I have shown him in a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying hands on him so he can see again. What are the ways of Jesus? We're supposed to lay hands on people. But the Lord exclaimed, But Lord exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest anyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go. For Saul is my chosen instrument. So Saul was his chosen instrument, even though he committed murder, even though he went against the ways of Jesus. Jesus saw, God saw beyond what Saul was doing in the natural and at the moment. He saw who he created him to be. So just because you've gone through hell, just because you've sinned, just because you've maybe murdered, maybe had an abortion, maybe done drugs, whatever your sin may be, God still sees you as chosen. 
God still sees you through the blood of Jesus. That is, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, yeah. and if you've repented, and if you, you've asked for forgiveness, God sees you as cleansed, and He sees you as chosen. So no matter what you've done, and no matter what you've been through, yeah. you still have a purpose, you still have a calling, you still have a destiny, you still yeah. have value. God still needs you to come into the army, to get your assignment, and to go out and to advance the kingdom. That's right. Absolutely, right? So the Lord said, go, Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my sake. So Ananias went and he found Saul and he what? He laid hands on him and said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me that you may regain your sight and be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Filled with the Holy Spirit. There's power yeah, in there being is. filled with the Holy Spirit. It will burn up everything in you that's not of God. <laughs> yeah. It's a purifier. Yeah. I mean, it's a helper. It's a, oh my gosh, it's like an explosion of just power. It changes your life. Just oh, how absolutely. the scales fell off. Yes. And he began to see Jesus for who he truly is. Well, when a person, every person that's saved, has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Right. But when we're filled, filled. to overflowing, it's a game changer. A game changer. You begin to see the revelation just starts to come alive to you. Right. And what seemed right no longer seems right, right because now you know what's right. Right. Now you're looking through clear eyes. But I yeah. wonder how many of us have, have scales on our eyes and what the scales represent. Right. Because the road to Damascus, it's about transformation. Yeah. It's a road. It's a journey. We didn't get to where we are overnight. Rome wasn't yeah. built in a day, yeah. but it is. It's a journey of yeah. walking it out, of seeing clearly, of lining your thoughts, your ways, your words up with Jesus's words. And the more you do that, the more you walk in freedom, the more you walk in light. Yeah. The path of the righteous becomes brighter and brighter because you're getting more word. You're getting more light. Oh, this makes sense now. And I don't want to live that way. When you seek Jesus, the, the things you used to do that don't line up with the word of God, you don't want to do that anymore. Your desires change. Right. So the road to Damascus for all of us, because we've all been on some sort of road to Damascus. Yeah. Are we going after the Father? Are we continually seeking the heartbeat of the Father? Or are we blending in and making the ways of the world our ways? Because... You don't want to rock the boat or you don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. And that's not going to get it done. That's going to lead to deception. That's going to lead to gray areas. Well, it's okay if I watch a little bit of like, you know, two boys kissing on TV because like, it's just, I mean, it's on mainstream TV or yeah. secular TV. That's why we don't watch a whole lot of TV in this house. It's ridiculous. They have just infiltrated every area of life, but this must happen. Because yeah. before Jesus comes back, right? They tried. They want it to seem right. Well, want it to seem a right. A lot of people think women. it is right, yeah. and it's not right. It goes against now, now the God word. God loves them. God Absolutely. loved us. Absolutely. God in, loves people. In our situation of sin and God what we were dealing people. with, but He doesn't love the sin. No, no. Loves the people. Right. Doesn't love the sin. Yeah. So let's skip ahead in my notes real quick. Now that you okay. said that, because God does love people, but He hates sin, and so, and people are like, God hates sin. <laughs> you and it says it in the Bible. Did you realize that it's in the Bible? It is. So go to Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. That's Proverbs 6, 
16 through 19, and it says, God hates sin. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceives wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. So God Mm. loves people, but he hates sin. And people think that Jesus preached love and acceptance. Jesus preached love and acceptance. It sounds really good, right? Yeah. I mean, because God is love. Seems right. Seems right. (laughs) And it sounds really good. And you're just supposed to be tolerant. And you're supposed to just love people. You're supposed to love people, but hate sin. Right. So what did Jesus preach? Because I tell you, I ask, where's the scripture that says Jesus preached love and acceptance? Are you looking for it? Are you Googling it? (laughs) You're not going to find it. You know why? Jesus didn't preach love and acceptance. You know what Jesus preached? Kingdom and repentance. He he did what? Say it with me. (laughs) Kingdom and And repentance. repentance. You didn't say it with me. Jesus preached (laughs) (laughs) kingdom (laughs) and repentance. Where's the scripture? Yeah. Where's the scripture? I'm so glad you asked where the scripture is. In Matthew 4, 17, it tells us, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I have another scripture for you. Matthew 4, 23, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and kinds of diseases among all the people. Matthew 9, 35 tells us that Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel, which is the good news of the kingdom and healing every sickness among the people. And I think us in America don't understand the kingdom of God because we're a democracy and we think we get a vote about everything. And most churches are, they, they operate like that where they vote about this. They vote about, they even vote about who the preacher is and, and the kingdom of (laughs) God is not a democracy. And so we take that mindset over into the church. And then we're wondering how come God's not showing up? How come we're not seeing the healings and the manifestations and, and the power of God manifesting day in, day out is because you can't operate in a kingdom with a democratic mindset. Right. And that's why it comes back to being on the way. Jesus is the way of revealing his heart and mind and his way of thinking and doing to you and I. And then we accept it and we begin to apply it. Then we start to see the kingdom become a reality. And we start to see in God's word what he promised become real in our life. But it's a process of staying in the way, staying on the way, going towards Jesus. Remember, when we're applying His Word, confusion leaves. We're applying His Word, light comes. When we're applying His Word, we begin to think different, believe different, have different habits. And what seemed right, it becomes clear. That's no longer right. right. The way righteousness, right. It's, it's right. You're made right with God. And you don't do right to become right. You are right. right. You're, you're right made in the image and likeness of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because you're right, you want to do right. You don't do right to get right. You are right, so you do right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and I think sometimes people don't really understand what righteousness is. They don't understand that it's a free gift, that yeah. they're made righteous because a gift, you have to accept it. And it's kind of like 
So you go from a saint to a, a saint for, or a sinner to a saint, and you hear all the time, or we hear a lot because yeah. we travel around a lot. And I, I'm just a I'm a sinner saved by grace. Okay, you were a sinner, right. but now you're a saint. Stop identifying yourself as a sinner. You are now a saint. It's kind of like if I fall into a pond, does that make me a fish? <laughs> no, it doesn't. So once you've been saved, you are a saint from that point yeah. forward. Now, if you fall back into sin and you start making mistakes again, it doesn't change who you are. Your nature. Absolutely yeah. right. It doesn't change. Your behavior is not lining up with your identity. Yeah. But the more you understand who you are in Christ and the more you renew your mind to the Word of God, the more your identity and your behavior are going to match. Well, that's where grace comes in. Absolutely. Grace not isn't greasy a, grace. Not greasy grace where you can live like hell and God's okay with it. Yeah. Remember, you know, grace is an empowerment for you and I to walk on the way, to yeah. walk in relationship with God. To It seemed right, and I'm still doing this, but I don't want to do it, but grace is an extension of God's goodness toward you and I to pull us into relationship with God, to empower us to walk in freedom. So it seemed right, but keep going after the way. I am the way, the truth. The truth sets you free, keeps you free, makes you free, and it's the life, the life, Zoe, the God kind of life, the quality of life. It, it seemed right, but remember, you are are right and because you are right you are what you ought to be your mm -hmm. desires your perception it, what was an optical illusion starts to come into clear focus and 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 you begin to see yourself the way that god sees you just like paul that's such a powerful scripture on the road to damascus mm -hmm. the light comes which lights coming into our hearts right now because right. we're in his word and scales are falling off maybe maybe you're the one watching and maybe you've been in addiction for years well don't don't beat yourself up his right. grace is reaching towards you to pull you even while you're in your mess towards him the light will come scales will come off confusion dissipates and what seemed right now becomes clear so heather i, I want to uh, you to pray for the people that are watching today that maybe they feel like scales are on their eyes maybe They've been in a religious mindset. Maybe they grew up just what you mentioned. You just started, you know, nailing it when he was saying it seemed right to be in a, a, a drug addiction. It seemed right to go back to abusive relationship. It seemed right to have an abortion. It seemed right to have an orgy. It seemed right to do all these different drugs. It, it seemed right. I, I didn't say orgy. I was like, whoa, he said that. But yeah, he said it. <laughs> well, but I feel like happens. there's somebody watching right yeah. now that that's the way you grew up. That was yeah. done to you. So now that seems right to you yeah. and the Spirit of God wants to set you free today, yeah. wants to start the process of your road to Damascus experience for the scales to come off, yeah. like to come, and you to be who God's called and created you to be and have the relationships that God wants you to have, to have the freedom, to have the self-worth, to have the, the value. You're still chosen by God. You're yeah. still gifted and graced by God. He still believes in you. There's such an intensity in the heart of God to have a relationship with you. That's why he said Jesus is the way. When you accept Jesus, you come into the family of God and your life will never be the same. That's true. So would you pray for yeah. us and pray for the people watching, please? I today? sure All will. Right. All right. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for your word and I thank you, Father, for who you are. I thank you for your mercy and your grace, Father. And I do right now, I just speak 
to our TV audience, and I command the scales to come off yes. of their eyes in Jesus' name. I command their hearts to be soft and open and receptive to your word and that plugs have come out of their ears and that they're hearing on a level that they've never heard before. Yes. And Holy Spirit, I am trusting you that you're recalling things to their mind, that they're encountering you right now where they sit of what those scales represent to them, whether it be pride, religion, fear, unbelief, shame, anything from their past that's trying to hold them down, that you're recalling to them what that is, what their scales represent. And I command the scales right now to come off yes. of their eyes in the name of Jesus. I call them free. I call them whole. I call them cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And I bind that spirit of religion and I command it to bow its knee right now to the name of Jesus. Yes. I speak Jesus, Jesus, Jesus to you. Father, I thank you. I thank you that scales have come off. I thank you that light's coming. I thank you that they mm. see themselves correctly. They see thank themselves you. as chosen. They see themselves as clean. They see themselves as worthy. They see themselves sealed by the Holy Spirit. They see themselves washed by the blood. They see themselves yeah. as blessed, as righteous. They see themselves correctly. Father, I just sow this word into their hearts and that they desire to come up, they yes. desire to rise up, they desire to be all that you've called and created them to be. No more shame. <laughs> shame yes. has a name and it has to bow its knee right now in Jesus' name. No more shame. Jesus took that on the cross for us. So we are free. Yes. Haha. <laughs> free, 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 free indeed. That is who we are. That we walk with our heads held high and our shoulders back because we are the righteousness of yes. God in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. We are made righteous. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we desire truth. We desire freedom. We desire light. Hmm. Change is coming. <laughs> yeah. Change is coming. You stay connected to the source. You stay connected to the Father. Thank you, Father. And things will change. Things will turn around. <laughs> things will thank come you. down that are not supposed to be there. Mm, Father, I thank, thank you. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Now, there, there are two ladies watching that are lesbians that you know in your spirit, man, in your heart, that that has seemed right to you. But when you listen to your spirit, man, you, you know you're not created for that relationship, that you're created for a man and woman, not woman and woman. Yeah. And, and so, Father, right now, I, I just release the anointing of God to sever the strongholds, yeah. to, to bring clarity to that way of thinking that, Father, you desire the best for them. And I've seen you do it before, and I know you're doing it right now, mm -hmm. that you're setting them free from those desires. Father, that they have godly desires, correct desires, that it, it seemed that's the way they were wired, but that's mm -hmm. been an optical illusion. They're not designed that way and I just declare freedom in their life there's an individual that is, you have got a report of cancer in your lip um, that the anointing of God I send the word of God yes. forth right now to bring healing and I, I curse cancerous cells in your lip and I declare that those tissues are being recreated that the cells are coming alive that the cancerous cells die right now in the name mm -hmm. of Jesus and healthy cells come back yeah. alive 
And Father, we just thank you for doing this. Father, if there's people here watching that have never made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, that right now, right now you're watching, I want you to pray this very simple prayer with Heather and I, and and you can come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Would you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now by just praying this very simple prayer with us? Would you pray it out loud? Would you just say, Father God, Father God, today is the day. Today is the day that I make the decision. That I make the decision to believe in my heart. To believe in my heart that God raised Jesus. That God raised Jesus from the dead. From the dead to give me life. To give me life. And right now, and right now, I accept that life. I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, and I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. To come into my heart. To be my Lord. To be my Lord. To be my Savior. To be my Savior. And according to God's word. And according to God's word. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am cleansed. I am cleansed. And I am a new creation. And I am a new creation. In Christ. In Christ. The old is gone. The old is gone. The new has come. The new has come. And I can be certain. And I can be certain. That I'll spend eternity. That I'll spend eternity. With Almighty God. With Almighty God. Now, if you prayed that prayer with us today, any parts of that that ministered to you, would you contact us? Would you let us know? You can go to the website. You can call the number on the screen. We want to help you grow in your relationship with God. We need each other. We want to help you try to find a good Bible teaching church, maybe somewhere close to where you live. Remember, it's important that you just don't become religious, but that you realize you're a child of God and there's a way that God wants you to live and it's a way of freedom. It's a way of victory. It's a way of provision. It's a way of blessing. Our God is a good God and He believes in you no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, keep going after Him. Heather and I, we love you. We're praying for you. We believe in you. And until next time, God bless you guys.